good morning and good afternoon wherever you may be this is Calista Kitty and I am a constitutionalist I am a libertarian and I'm a follower of Jesus Christ which is all three often very very difficult uh, my podcast in 1984-1776 which has a dual meaning 1984 of course being that oppressive movie you know Big Brother and George Orwell, 1776, The Spirit of Freedom. And since March of 2020, I've been ranting and raving about our freedom being destroyed and our Constitution being shredded. But that has been going on for a very, very long time. And you can listen to my podcast, which I go on about things. I don't make money off of these. I don't want to. I don't care if five people listen to it or two people listen to it. If I say something that helps somebody, puts it out there. Mainly, it's sometimes just therapy for myself, but I believe that there are things that I see that I become aware of that I'm supposed to be putting out. And that is kind of what I am doing. Um, today, I want to talk about some news topics. And I'm going to encourage people to look some things up. Um, we know that the Federal Student Loan Forgiveness Program has been ruled unconstitutional, which is a, a judge actually what got that very, very right. Something I read this morning about in New York, which is very scary, and a sign of the times, there was someone that was arrested with enough fentanyl to kill probably a small city. I believe it was, um, if I can get the numbers correctly on it, there was, um, let me see here, 25,000 pounds possibly. It was absolutely unbelievable. I mean, it shocked me how much there was of the um, fentanyl. Now, fentanyl is extremely, extremely, um, yeah, it was 20,000 fentanyl pills this man had. And this was in New York. And he was released without bail. And we know in Illinois they're going to start no bail, pretty much. The prosecutor in this New York case argued do not release this man on bail. But the judge did because New York has a very similar laws to Illinois, basically allowing people to um, leave, you know, and, and if they show up for trial, great. I mean, 20,000 pills of fentanyl and no bail. This per, I mean, what are the chances for someone to show up for court? It, it just amazes me. But this is what we are seeing in the um, Congress in that bill 2021-22. There was actually a bill on the No, Ma- no Money Bail Act is in the House Judiciary Committee, basically getting rid of bail in all federal cases. Now, they're going to say a prosecutor can argue for to hold that person. Well, look what happened in New York. The other thing on the news that really hit me quite honestly, had to do with Biden um, extending the COVID emergency again to expand the welfare state. And these are from the New York Post. COVID is not going to go away. It's something that's going to stay with us for a very, very long time. Now, recently, I have been talking about spiritual warfare. And the reason I am doing this is because as a Christian, a real, a true follow of Christ, not someone that sits in a church house, I don't go to a church house. What we are seeing all around us is what the Bible is telling us. 
Nobody can have 20,000 fentanyl pills enough that can kill, I mean, an entire city, small city. And people letting him off to wander around. See, the world, there's a movie that came out years ago. And I love the movie. It's called Little Nicky. I loved it. It's funny as hell, Adam Sandler, okay? It's great, Rodney Dangerfield's in it. And although there's a lot of tongue-in-cheek humor, there's a lot of truth in that movie. And some of the truth is when the devil comes to earth, he first goes right to a church house. It's it's pretty accurate. And what does he do? He corrupts the church house. He says they should be a drinking age, should be 10 years old. And he sees these kids going out and getting drunk. He corrupts the word of God. He says, God did not say this. God said this. They got that right. Little Nicky got that right. They go to the church. He went to the church house. Corrupted that. Then, the next thing he does, he goes out and starts putting out the crime is going up. It's rampant. Corruption. The government is making all kinds of laws that are pro-drugs, pro all these things that we are seeing today, violence. And he calls, and his, the motto that they use is let the sin begin. And the two gentlemen that play these demons that come to earth were brilliant. Um, the one gentleman was in The Green Mile, which is an awesome movie. Um, but the, the movie got a lot correct. Let the sin begin. And that is a true nature of spiritual warfare. Now, let me say it is a movie. But I'm going to talk about something that I've seen in many movies. And I'll be honest, I have a Malinois named Damien. I also have a, my beloved Chihuahua is named Diablo. And it's tongue-in-cheek. Yes, I love the movie The Omen. I like horror movies. Certain kinds of horror movies. I love um, The Exorcist. Whether there's some truth in there or not. I think there's always some truth in anything you can find in fiction. I love The Shining. I love many movies, but I do like the original Omen from 1976 with Gregory Peck. There's a lot of truth in that, in a way, and a lot of fiction. But there's a scene in that movie that's done in many other movies that involve animals, and I'm an animal lover. So, I'm going to put this out there on this podcast because I had an experience that I've never had before. This weekend, I met somebody that had come down to where I live. They live about four hours away. And we wound up um, 
meeting up. And they brought their dog. Now, this particular person has a very dark, dark past. They were military. They did a lot of things in the military that I'm going to say, just let's just say, you don't talk about some of, you know, I don't know how many of the stories are really true, how many aren't, how much is exaggeration, but I can guarantee you they were military and they were in places and did a lot of things. I do know that this person most likely has very, very severe PTSD. I do that with my business. I work with veterans, I call them veterans. Um, I know there's a lot of very dark energies. And they also, um, not necessarily a bad person. They do graphic, you know, arts. They come up, you know, there's a lot of things they can do that can help you in business, but they do have a very, very dark past. So um, this particular person was in my area and I, I actually was, I met up with them and they had their dog. Now, normally I've worked with abused animals. I have done pit bull rescue. I have seen animals I've had to put down because they were vicious and got out of a cage and attacked someone or things like that. And I have no problem doing that because there are animals that are abused or there are animals that are just whatever reason, sometimes there's no choice. Sometimes men make animals. But one thing I wrestled with in the past, especially when I did Pitbull Rescue, it was brought up years ago, can animals be demonically possessed? Personally, I never saw an animal that I felt was demonically possessed. I felt that there were some animals that had been abused and just like a child or anything else that's been abused. They're going to act accordingly sometimes. Mental illness. It, or I, I, I never really saw an animal that I said, there's something very wrong. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I want you to share this podcast with people. What I'm going to tell you, I have no reason to lie. I have no reason to do anything except that when, and the worst part is I always feel like I shouldn't be doing this. And when I feel like something is trying to stop me from making a podcast or video, I know I'm speaking the truth in these end times. I believe this was an experience that God allowed to happen to show me that this is in fact a truth. So when we first met to talk and everything, of course he didn't have the dog. And I love animals and everything. And um, he said he had to go back to the hotel that he was staying at to um, let the dog out of the room. Would I want to go back with him and meet his dog? I love animals. And then um, we could continue talking. But he had, he had, the dog had been there all day. He had met several people. And, you know, obviously I let the dog out. Okay. Went up to the room. I have never, ever, I want you to understand this, ever, felt what I felt walking into that room with that dog. Now, granted, the dog had been in the room all day, so the dog was very excitable. When he walked in, the dog started jumping on the bed, obviously, you know that. But then the dog saw me. And normally, I'll say the dog's name, hi, you know, and the dog's name, and you put your hand out so they can sniff you. And yes, I have animals. 
The dog immediately looked at me. Now, I cannot even describe the look. I don't even know how to put it into words. And it started growling. So I took a step back. I've been around, you know, I knew the dog was a rescue. I have worked with some very abused animals years ago, pit bulls and stuff. So I just took a step back. You get down low on their, you know, not so they don't, you're not aggressive towards them. You let them sniff you. He just would not stop growling. And then literally lurched. The guy pulled the dog back and basically said, I've never seen a dog act like this. That was his word. He goes, I don't understand this. Because he's not an overly friendly dog. He is very possessive because it's, I travel with him for his business. So he's in the truck with me all the time. And, you know, when I go to my clients, I leave him in the room. So he's not overly socialized. But he normally, I've never seen him do that. So I said, okay. Um, he said, I'm going to take him out. Brought him down to the truck, walking him. And the dog, I saw how the dog was with other people. So I could, de I, I mean, there were other people walking down the park. And it was a large hotel. He was on a leash. He didn't necessarily act strange. But he kept looking at me. And I was back by his truck. At one point they had, were going back to the room and there was a couple walking into the hotel. And the dog started acting very strange. Same thing it did with me, it just started growling for no reason. And the guy pulled the dog back. The dog still acted aggressively just to the two people. So he wound up going and putting the dog into the truck. The entire dog time the dog was sitting in the truck, we were talking, the dog would just glare at me. I can't even describe the look. Have you ever seen the movie, The Omen? Or some of these movies where they have the devil dogs, Cujo, I don't know, I've never seen Cujo. The dog has a look, it's owned by the devil. Now, I'm not saying this person is the devil. I believe he has a very dark past. He's probably demonically oppressed, possessed, maybe, possibly, I, whatever you want to call it. There's definitely some, he's, he's an atheist. I mean, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I'd rather be around some atheists than false Christians that ultimately have been deceived, if you understand what I'm saying. At least they know they're atheists rather than they believe it's something they're not. But I've never seen a dog glare. Now, I'm not saying the parking lot, there weren't lights, but, and I, it wasn't a photograph, there was something in the dog's eyes. Now, I'll be honest, the dog was a black and white pit lab mix. Beautiful dog. Wound up leaving. The next day before we left town, I met again with him about um, some graphics and stuff. And he had the dog with him. And I never, the dog, once again, the look it gave me, and it did not look 
and other people that way. So we had met first to get some food and then we went to like a little park thing to talk a little bit more before he went out of town. This dog did not, there were college kids around in that area. I did not see the dog look at any of these college kids or any of these other people with the look that it had towards me. It was absolutely the most terrifying. It wasn't even terrifying, it was... So after they left, I was at my work and it hit me. And I started, I went on Google, I hate to say it, and you know, looked up animal possession. And we know in the Bible, that, you know, Jesus cast out the demons from the lunatic and they went to the swine. Now, when that man was in the graveyard that Jesus exercised the demons from, we know that he was cutting himself, he was yelling. Those were signs that Jesus told us were demon possession. I believe mental illnesses are caused by demonic oppression and possession. And that is based on scripture. I'm not saying all of them, but I'm saying a lot of mental illness is caused by people being oppressed and possessed by demons. I know they went into the swine and the swine went off the cliff. So we know animals can be demonically possessed, but I started researching the movies. Where did they get this notion of dogs protecting the devil. It wasn't just the omen. There have been TV shows. There have been many, many different times that demons have been portrayed. Alright, I'm going to say something weird. If there's a skip in this podcast, I was talking and somehow it turned off. I'm I'm just leaving this. So I'm not sure what the last thing that I said on here was. I'm honestly not. And I'm leaving it like this because I want to show you that I believe that as I was doing this, not only my animals reacting, and it is only 8.30 in the morning, so I'm not doing this at night, but my animals in my home, in fact, that's my dog, one of my dogs, my chihuahua, my cats, they were responding in a way that I believe showed that what I was doing. So what I was talking about is that when this gentleman called me up to apologize about his dog not liking me, whatever you want to call it, there he said the dog is not an overly friendly dog, but he has never acted in the way that he saw him act with me. And it almost scared him, he said. He didn't, because here I am, I'm an animal lover, I've all, you know, I have dogs, and I've worked with dogs. I did nothing in my manual or anything. I mean, it was just, he noticed it even at the truck. As I said, when we had met the next day, the way this dog looked at me compared to other people. It was just, he said, something he had never seen before with his animal. 
And I believe he generally was like freaked out a little bit by it. That, you know, he just said, I, I, I don't understand this. That's really when I realized I believed it was demonic. Number one, I sensed it. I sensed, I'll be honest, a demon in the dark. Now, again, this person has been all over the world, has done many, many things that most people would never conceivably think about doing. And I believe this dog is demonically possessed. Now, I want to read you something from the Bible. Um, it says... Let me talk about this in a minute. In Matthew 17, 14 through 18. Um, Jesus went through all of Syria and they brought him unto all the sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments. That torment in Matthew refers to demonic. It was always talked about tormented by demons. Okay, that was the word torment. And then it says also, and those which are possessed with devils. So torments, you know, again, that was another word that I have seen used for demonic activity. But then right after that, it says, and those which were possessed. So it could be oppression. I believe that's what tormenting is. And were possessed with devils. And those that were lunatic. And those that had palsy. And those that were healed. Now, some people argue there's a differentiation between lunatics and demon-possessed. I believe that demons would make somebody a lunatic. If you are demonically possessed and this demon is in you, we saw that in the graveyard when Jesus sent the, you know, the demons into the swine, they were demonically possessed. All right, let's just be honest with that, okay? So, I am not 100% sure how I feel about that verse. But we do know that there were two instances that we know. Okay? Another thing, in Mark 5, it says that when Jesus um, went into the tombs, they had the man in chains, and he had superhuman strength, right? Um, he, it said he was gripped, in it, this man was gripped with the evil spirit. And when he saw him, you know, he ran and knelt before Jesus, and he said, what have you got to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Don't torture me. And Jesus had said, come out of this man, you evil spirit. And then he asked him, what is his name? Legion, for there are many. So we know that demons can answer Jesus. They can talk back to Jesus, right? And, and it says the large pigs, we all know the story. Now, again, the fact that this recording stopped on its own in the middle of the podcast is something that's only happened to me two or three times. Um, 
I, many people will say that they know that I do some also paranormal investigation and things like that. And they'll say, oh, you let demons in that way and things like that. I'm going to say I disagree that you can't do spirit activity and be a Christian because I believe I have helped spirits cross over. I believe there are good spirits and bad spirits, like good spirits and bad people. One thing people don't understand is when you talk about, you know, people like, oh, you don't know if it's going to be a demon. I don't use a Ouija board or anything like that. But I have seen spirits my whole life. So it's not something I went out and just started doing. I grew up in a very haunted old Revolutionary War town. It was just part of life. There were ghosts and spirits, and there are going to be good ones and bad ones, just like good and bad people. So I do take a lot of precautions when I do this. But I also believe that we can help spirits that might be here. And I know for a fact I've done that. And I also know for a fact that um, they can help us understand sometimes what's around us. And it also can help bring people to the Lord. Because I'll be very honest, I was not brought, I talk about this all the time, being brought up in a home that was anything but Christian. The only thing that made me really see God was the fact that I saw ghosts my whole life and I saw spirits. And so to me, that had to show there was more to the world. And then that brings you to the Bible and the understanding. So I don't think paranormal investigation, so to speak, is good or bad if it's done correctly. So I don't want people to say, oh, no, that's you. But I have learned even through that, and I've never really come, I'll be honest, demons and things like that. I think, you know, I don't go to places I know to be demonic. I don't go to um, mental institutions. But my interaction with spirits are either they find, I've seen them, they, they're somewhere, those kind of things, okay? I don't necessarily go out and look for them. I have gone to people's homes. I felt a relative was there, something like that. But that, I also have known for a fact that one case of spirits saved my life. I can tell you that. I know people say the same thing, that someone came back and warned them not to go somewhere, not to do something because of that, they are still alive today. So I want you to understand that there are spirit realms that we will never understand. But I'm going to say this to you. If anything, that dog had a demon in it. I could feel it with my soul. And I believe there was a reason God let me see that. Because here's the thing I want to end with. This particular person was not supposed to be where I live for any reason. I got a call out of the blue that they were going to be in town. I mean, I had not, this person never comes to where I live. They live four and a half hours away. Um, I didn't even really know anything of what they were doing with business anymore or, you know, I mean, really anything. But the fact that they call me up and say, hey, I'm going to be in your town meeting somebody else. Would you like to get together? And I'm actually, and you know, it was out, I mean, out of the ordinary. So realistically, the events were that somebody he knew he came down to see and that person about 45 minutes away from me therefore he reached out 
and we had you know the meetings I am not going to be using him for um, my business I didn't say that but after that I would not I'll be honest I would never I'm done I would not because it was that's how it's a, that's really what hit me but that dog glaring at me if you go back and watch the omen watch any horror movie the way the dogs look at the people of God and it was a I'm talking about it. Look at the priest in that movie, in The Omen. I'm going to tell you right now, and I am telling you with all my heart and all my soul, that dog had a demon in it. And I believe all the spiritual warfare and everything I've been looking into, it was not a coincidence because I started having very negative thoughts again after that. And it, I believe, and it's very hard dealing with spiritual warfare because who wants, it's tiring, it's exhausting. It makes you absolutely not want to be here. And that's what the devil wants. He wants you to give up, commit suicide, give up your life. So I understand this because it makes you just drained. It makes you depressed. It makes you scared. It makes me angry. But this dog had a demon in it. And last night, I wound up talking to the gentleman again. And we had a very, he knows I'm um, a Christian. And he knows, we've talked about it many times. We've had some intelligent discussions in the past even about it. Why he would never believe. And a lot of that's based on things he saw in war and stuff. But he reiterated again, he goes, I have never ever seen my dog. He goes, every once in a while though, we'll be somewhere and he will start growling at somebody for no reason. And it's not, it could be the nicest person in the world, a little, little old lady knitting on the side of, you know, it could be some children sitting in the pool. It could be someone for, just out of the blue. There's no, but and usually very, he was like that elderly couple. Why was the dog growling like that? I mean, and I couldn't say it to him because obviously, what's the point, right? I mean, honestly, what's the point? I, I can't say anything like that to him because number one, he wouldn't get it. But. In my thoughts, it's because those people have the Spirit of God in them. I believe that couple that walked into that hotel had the Spirit of God and the demons, the demon in that dog sensed that Spirit of God and that's why he started growling at that elderly couple. And so every once in a while when this guy tells that his dog will growl at somebody, and he's not a friendly dog anyway, but really like he did with me, I believe that's because he came across somebody that had the Spirit of God in him. And I think one of the reasons this dog, he rescued the dog, which is admirable, but I believe the forces that we wrestled on against Fletcher Blood and Principality, all those things, allowed him to take access of his dog was because of his dark past and the fact that there's probably many, many demons around this particular person. 
Now, you can take this podcast for what it is. We are seeing in the world people being released on bail that had 25,000, 25,000 fentanyl pills. That is enough to kill a town. We are seeing, let's release people. We're seeing exactly what I was talking about on Lil Nicky, Let the Sin Begin. That was their motto in the movie. And that is what we are seeing today. And I'm going to leave you with this. Message me. I have an email, KalishnaKittySC at gmail.com. Message me. Tell me honest to God if you think or if you've had experience about this. Especially if you're a Christian. I want to know if you've ever experienced this kind of demonic activity. Have you ever experienced a demon in in an animal? Now I will say this: my I have been I've had many dogs, and dogs sense spirits. Dogs sense ghosts, and we know we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I'm Kalista Kitty, and I hope you enjoyed my podcast.